Hey guys, welcome back to the first episode of season two. It is so awesome to be back and I am so excited for this new beginning. We got the whole new podcast cover art going, we got some new aesthetics going, and we have amazing guests to come. So without further ado, today I have Anastasia with me. Hi everyone, my name is Anastasia, as Melanie just said. I'm 17, a senior in high school, and I live in Northern Virginia, so just outside of DC, and I run the This Is My Brave Teens Instagram account, which I think we'll be diving into later on in the episode, so I'll describe that a little bit more later. Yeah, definitely. And so, like I said earlier, it is so amazing to be back, and thank you so much for joining me for this debut. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. Congrats on season two. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just wanted to do a quick check-in with you. How have you been doing? How's quarantine like? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a little bit, it's, it's been, you know, I've been going through my ups and downs because of senior year, college up season. I'm grinding out like five college applications during winter <laughs> break right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a little bit overwhelming, but it definitely has been nice taking a break from school. I feel a lot less stressed when I know that I don't have virtual school for another like week or two. Um, so overall, my mental health has been pretty good this past week, I would say. Uh, I definitely was feeling a bit of anxiety earlier just to again, college-related stuff. And for some reason, I always get into this mood at the end of a year, like especially in the period between like Christmas and um, the new year, which I'm not really going through right now, but usually in past years I have been. And I I just start experiencing a bunch of anxiety and almost like I I don't even, I don't want the new year to start because I feel like I haven't accomplished as much as I wanted to this year, or I haven't done what what I wanted to do and everything. And so sometimes it's almost like sad parting with the current year because I feel like I'm not... I'm not done with it yet. You know, like there's so much more I wanted to do and complete. Um, But I don't know. This year, I think, well, quarantine for sure has made it a very different (laughs) experience. But I think like I'm a lot more chill this year. So I'm not so like productivity oriented and accomplishment oriented. Right now, I'm just kind of like chilling, vibing, just trying to get all my college apps sent in and then see what the what the year holds for me in 2021. <laughs> yes. It's really interesting because I usually like the complete opposite. Um, during the time in between Christmas and the New Year's, I'm always so focused on like New Year's resolutions. Like mm. I am the type of girl who's like, I'm going to work out every day. And then like two days later, I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Next year. Next year yeah. will be the year, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I mean, I, for me, it's, it's funny because like with resolutions, I already do resolutions like during the year. I just set little goals for myself. And so I don't really rely on the new year to approach to set all of these new goals, if that makes sense. However, I do like to set kind of an overarching goal for the year. For example, like, you know, read this amount of books in the year or do this thing every single, not every single day. I try to make it more sustainable and all of that. Um, But working out is part of my daily routine. That's actually been one of the things that's been keeping me sane (laughs) during this time and helping with my anxiety. Um, I love running and I actually, slight flex here. (laughs) I'm just going to say it because I'm I'm proud of myself because I've never ran this much, but I ran over 300 miles since quarantine started. (laughs) Dang, hold up, what? (laughs) 300? Yeah, over 300. And I was like, How many miles have you been running each day? 
I don't even run every single day. I think I I run like on average, I would say maybe like four or five times a week. Um, and I run more than one mile usually. So it's it's anywhere from like one and a half to three, sometimes more. But like I really try not to push it because I feel like I'll injure myself if I'm running that much that frequently. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I didn't even expect to be running that much because it, it, it doesn't feel like that much of a workout, you know, because I'm just doing it for fun. Yeah, I run for fun. <laughs> but like it, it, I really do because it just makes me feel so good yeah. but um that's yeah I'm proud of myself for that so yes I'm yeah. proud of you for that oh gosh, that's so <laughs> thank impressive you. thank you so much yeah. I appreciate that yeah but speaking of what you said about like the whole setting resolutions and everything I the one thing that I am starting to do as like a tradition I started this last year and I'm doing it again this year is I make uh vision boards for the next year and I have this bulletin board on my wall in my bedroom um and I love I, I love Pinterest first of all and <laughs> you do, do no, yeah. no 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 it's yeah. literally right here wait yeah. i'll turn my i'll turn my camera to show you <laughs> yes let's see it i love it here i'll show you mine hopefully this doesn't make too much like excess noise but i right know there. it's just like background noise. oh <gasps> wow yeah. look at that yeah no i just love i don't know i'm such a visual person and when i see images of like places i want to visit or things i want to do or just like physical things that I want to get I just I don't know I feel way more motivated to get to that point and it also just makes me feel as if I'm one step closer because I can see it like I see an end goal and what I want and also like I just love having color in my room because it always makes me feel bright and happy and yes. you know optimistic and all of that and so I feel like bulletin or vision boards are a great way to spice up a boring room <laughs> so, no exactly yeah. like it is room decor but it's also like your motivation mind decor mind de- <laughs> yes. yes let yes. me tell you wow i love that so much earlier we mentioned that you run this is my brave teens instagram account and so can you please explain more about what that is and what you do yeah, so This Is My Brief Teens is a virtual mental health advocacy community that's primarily located on Instagram, and I run the account, so basically what I do is post different mental health resource graphics. I usually do either my own research uh, about like neuroscience to mental health, uh, ways to cope with mental illness, or just different mental health struggles like anxiety, um, and I make different graphics uh, out of that information, and I post it on the account to share and educate my audience about different ways that we can maintain good mental health. And then sometimes I also just take information from other reputable mental health accounts and I kind of put my own stylistic touch on it and I post that information. Um, I also do a lot of IGTV interviews with different mental health specialists. So I've interviewed uh, Larissa May, who runs Half the Story, which is a really wonderful mental health nonprofit organization. I highly recommend checking it out if you guys have a chance. Um, And then I've also interviewed different psychologists and people who are living with schizophrenia and people who are functioning in society with schizophrenia. Um, And they, she, the woman that I interviewed actually has a whole business, a clothing business that she runs that's oriented uh, on uh, like schizophrenia and everything and the whole point yeah no she's really awesome and I think the whole point is just to prove that people who are living with mental illness aren't weird or shouldn't be outcasts in society they're normal people because the reality is that 
every single person experiences mental illness. I mean, on different scales, obviously, but every single person experiences mental health struggles at some point in their lives, you know, especially right now during the pandemic, I'm sure everyone can relate to that. Um, and so, yeah, the, this is my Brave Teens Instagram account. It's just, it's just a compilation of different resources for mental health. And one of the primary parts of the account is actually other teens' mental health stories. Like I make a, a really, I put a really big emphasis on um, including other teens' voices on the account and showcasing other amazing, resilient teens who have gone through different mental illnesses and who have overcome them and want to share their wisdom and their experiences with other young people. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's so amazing. And I know like now more than ever, the emphasis on mental health is increasing. And it's like such an amazing thing, you know, because previously there was such a huge stigma on people who were struggling with mental health and you know now like you said during the pandemic I have been in such like a hot mess it's just like phases one day you'll feel so confident and so proud of everything that you've done and just be so happy with yourself and then the other day you're just like wow like what am I doing with my life I suck nothing's going right. I feel like such a failure. Like all of these horrific thoughts just come at you for no reason. Like you just start thinking about it. And it's so, it's so weird how that just happens. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. No, I've, I've had the same thing happen to me where sometimes I get these weird, I, I get into these weird phases, like you said, where I just become not necessarily hopeless, but I think that I become, uh, very anxious or worried about the uncertainty of the future because we just don't know when quarantine will end and also there have been a lot of other really awful things happening in the world right now in addition to a global pandemic so there's just a lot of really stressful things that um when you open up that door in your mind to think about them it just becomes really overwhelming so i try my best to just stay informed but stay away from the news as much as possible because i i without balance in that respect i my mental health would for sure be deteriorating because i would just get so anxious about everything that's happening and so i think that my number one priority right now is obviously physical and mental health because i need to survive through this pandemic um so we can come out better and stronger and more <laughs> resilient and everything yeah. um so yeah it's been it's been odd <laughs> this mm-hmm. whole thing for sure no that's a great point because a news anxiety is such like a an important thing to talk about right now and i've mentioned this like a few times before on my podcast but it's just something that's so relevant right now like you literally can't avoid it and mm-hmm. i'm sure like everyone is experiencing that same feeling right now because you know, with the news, things are exaggerated, things have biases, you know, but it's hard because that's where you get your information from. That's how you know what's going on in the world. And the fact that like, you're telling yourself like, oh, I can't look at that. But then you become more clueless on what's happening. But then you're like, okay, I want to stay, stay informed. But then everything on the news is terrible. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to see this. So it's like, what do you do? You know? Exactly. No, I completely agree. And I think that I also have this internal battle um, about how do I stay educated and informed in this historic period of time so that I can like hold conversations and make um, good 
decisions in the future like when I do develop my career and I mean I hope to run a business at some point and I just I need to be informed and educated about all of these issues that are going on in politics and in the economy and just in society with you know the whole Black Lives Matter and everything and um, and so I need to be informed about all of these different areas these super dense areas and there's a lot to learn in each one of those areas you know and yeah. so it's just it's so overwhelming especially like you add that on top of being a student in high school who's applying to college right now and who also has a job and who also has to take care of their mental health and physical health and their family it's like holy crap like I'm only 17 and while I think that I do feel old at 17 I'm, I'm gonna be 18 soon in a couple months I still do feel like a kid sometimes like I have to remind myself that I'm still growing up and like all of this pressure and all of this stress shouldn't be on me right now but it is just because of the way that we live in the digital age and how information is so widespread so no exactly that couldn't have been more like well said I feel like now teens feel obligated to make some sort of impactful change you know like everyone especially on social media we're all portraying the best versions of ourselves like how we're so successful by by starting a business, by running an Instagram account that promotes social awareness, all of these things combine together. And then like people who, you know, are still focusing on themselves, they feel bad about themselves because they're seeing other people doing stuff like that. And you're just like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, like they're doing such wonderful things and I'm just here not doing whatever they're doing. Right. And I think that you bring up a good point about how difficult it is to be growing up in Generation Z, which I think is the generation of activists, because while on the one hand, it's amazing that our generation is so vocal about all of these really important issues and that we're striving for positive change. On the other hand, it's also very difficult because, again, like you said, we feel this expectation to be like these exceptional people who <clears throat> excuse me, who are publicly known and who are making this global positive impact and stuff. And I think that sometimes people forget that some of the best positive impact that you can do is just by growing into yourself and becoming the best version of you. Because I think that people sometimes, or not sometimes, but oftentimes, they measure their success or their self-worth by how many people they impact, like their their reach. And the same thing that goes for social media, right? People yeah. with more followers automatically you assume that they have more success. And so then we start measuring our success by these like numbers. Um, and it's just it's really easy to fall into this trap of feeling bad about yourself and having low self-worth because in comparison to these big guys, you only have like 200 followers or you only, your organization that you started only has like 10 members or whatever, you know, like that stuff. And it can, it's just very difficult. And I think that we're growing up in a time where it's very challenging to develop that balance of taking care of your mental health but also doing good in society but also like working on yourself and making sure that you're like healthy physically and mentally it's just it's a lot for sure yeah there's so many different factors to like your overall well-being like you said we got academics our social life um the future the present the past yeah, like exactly everything yeah everything <laughs> Mm -hmm. And also, like, what you said earlier with followers and 
you know, the numbers. It's so relevant right now. And I briefly mentioned this before we started recording, but um, I've actually been going through like a phase that's, it's really weird because I've never like really felt this, this like pressure to have like a big following or anything on social media. Um, prior to running my podcast, I was actually someone who didn't care about that at all. Like it was just my personal account. I posted whatever I wanted. I only used it to like DM my friends on Instagram and send mm-hmm. memes and stuff. Right. Um, but then after having my podcast account, um, I became very focused on the followers, the the likes, the comments, and um, everything like that. And recently, um, I started posting a lot of the things that are saying, like, don't compare yourself to others, like, focus on your own growth, and writing these, like, long captions. And honestly, like, not only am I trying to influence others, but it's also a reminder for myself, because, like, right now, I'm going through the phase where I'm comparing my own growth to other teen podcaster growth. And I'm seeing like, oh, well, they're getting like thousands of views on their reels and I'm out here getting like 600. And I'm, I'm thinking of like various factors that can contribute to it and how I can resolve it. So I'm, I'm saying like, oh, maybe it's because I don't show my face. And people, people think like, oh, if they see a face, then it's like more welcoming. It's, mm-hmm. it's more attractive, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, not only that, there's like also so many different factors like, oh, they have a cute aesthetic and mine's I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing. I recently just got that down, which I'm right. very proud of. But, you know, it's and by the way, I love your aesthetic. I think that it's very <laughs> organized and clean and I think it looks great. I'm actually super impressed. <clears throat> I remember when I first uh, stumbled across your Instagram account, um, I was like, dang, this girl has it together. Like <laughs> everything is just so well laid out because I know that this is my Brave Teens Instagram account. Literally each post is its own aesthetic. But honestly, <laughs> like I've, I've just accepted the fact that that's my aesthetic. The fact that like everyone, each post is different. So I'm like, whatever. I'm just, I just try to have fun yeah. with each post. It's, it's not that big of a deal, but yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but continue. No, no, no. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I mean, yeah, I I recently yeah, just got that figured out and um it's honestly like such a such a long process. It's really hard to forget about that, you know, comparing yourself with others. Um and I think one of the biggest reasons why it's important to remind yourself to continue is because you know, there's a lot of people that won't like DM you or, or like your things or like follow you, but it it doesn't mean you're not making a change in their lives, you know? And also like podcasting is, yeah, exactly. And like podcasting is something that I'm really passionate about and I shouldn't let that stop my passion. Um, but again, it's, it's super hard. Like it's way easier said than done, but it, it's just like a slow and steady process, one step at a time, and I'm just learning along the way. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I think that anyone who goes into social media, into the quote-unquote influencing phase, not phase, but into the influencing career, I guess we can refer to it as, <laughs> um, 
I think it's impossible for people who go into that to not be affected by the numbers because that's such a huge part of what social media is. I mean, there's likes, there's follower account, there's views, there's everything. People who swipe up on your story, who engage with like questions and polls on your story and all of that. So you're constantly, every single time you go onto social media, especially Instagram, where I think that those are our two primary like uh, social media accounts, every time you go onto the platform, you're constantly reminded of the numbers because that's all you see. And so I think that it's super important, especially for people who are in the advocacy or activism space to have their priorities straight and remember that their goal isn't to attain a million followers, but it's to truly influence and positively impact people uh, for the better. And I think that you brought up such a good point about how you podcast because you love to podcast and that you really are impacting people without even knowing it because not every single person who's influenced by you reaches out and like says hey you influenced me or you did this or i am um i look up to you and all of that because i mean i can even say the same for myself like on my personal instagram account i follow a lot of people who i really look up to business wise fitness wise um activism wise everything right and it's not like i reach out to them every single day when they post something that i really find inspiring and honestly i rarely do that because i'm one of those people who also i don't love to spend my time scrolling through instagram because i tend to have a very addictive personality so like (laughs) when i start scrolling i will not stop for hours and so i'm aware of that so i'm really trying to like control that better um but still there are dozens hundreds of people that i follow that i really look up to and admire and like i would love to someday meet them or be friends with them but (laughs) Mm -hmm. again like i'm not dming them every single time that they post something really cool and so i think that you kind of have to keep that in mind when you create your own content because I think that it's really easy to get down on yourself about how maybe low your engagement is in comparison to like previous weeks or to these other um, people that you follow and yeah just like keep your eye on the prize which is I don't know what it is for you but maybe it's like podcasting or whatever your goal is and then like for me my goal is like you know just create a positive uplifting community and showcase more teens mental health stories it's as simple as that like i think that we just need to remember the foundation of what we're doing so mm-hmm. yeah no exactly and like you never know what your audience is thinking mm-hmm. so like keeping that in mind is definitely something that can contribute to like a healthier mindset on social media um but once again like it's it's really tough because that's the only thing you see and that's the only way you measure how effective the content you're producing is, you know? Yeah. And it's it's just the harsh reality of it, but once you get over that, it's honestly like the best thing ever. It really is. I think that social media is a powerhouse of social good, but at the same time, there are very negative effects to it as well. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a huge balancing act. And I think that if you want to be someone who is successful in this space, you need to learn how to manage your mental health first. And like, not just mental health, be- I'm not talking about mental health just because like I run this mental health account and all of that. But I-, I genuinely think that when your mental health is good and when you have, when you're balanced and you're living a sustainable lifestyle, I really think that other aspects, all aspects of your life, of your life will thrive and succeed. Whereas if your mental 
mental health is struggling, if you're constantly comparing yourself to people, if you're feeling super anxious about things that you shouldn't necessarily be feeling anxious about. And I'm not saying like anxiety is bad. I'm just saying like we need to learn how to develop healthy coping mechanisms with that so we can function on a daily basis. Um, But if you have all of these impairments, let's call them, then it's probably going to hinder your growth in other areas. Um, And so that's why I am a huge, huge proponent of taking breaks when you need them, um, especially from social media, uh, which is actually what I'm currently doing. I remember I, I DM'd Melody yeah. like a couple of days ago and I was <laughs> like, hey girl, can we reschedule our Instagram live um, to later? Because my boss and I were talking and we both agreed that, you know what, we're going to take a little break and we're going to model the self-care that we so often promote on our Instagram account and we're just going to take a break. Um, and I mean, honestly, a week like a week break isn't going to harm you in the social media space. It really seems like it is a big deal at first, but once you get used to taking breaks, it's really not that big of a deal. And um, for me, I, I, I find that I'm most creative after I take a, an extensive break because while I'm on my break, I'm still cr- like creative and getting all of these ideas and stuff of what I want to put out um, as content. And so it's not like I'm just being lazy or I'm not doing anything for my account or for my career. It's just that I'm like taking time to really think and prioritize my wellness. So, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, taking breaks, I think that's also like a huge thing about social media because like you said, it's, it's really insane how one week actually like makes a difference. I mean, especially as a smaller account, you know, um, one week's growth is probably around, I don't know, like depending on your engagement, it's like 10 to 100 followers each week. So like taking a break means you're risking losing that, losing that consistency. And I think that's like one thing that kind of scares me for like taking breaks and everything like that. Um, I know like a few weeks ago, I haven't been that active for like two weeks finals week and um you know just figuring out what I'm gonna do with my podcast has been crazy by itself so I don't need social media to add on to that um but like you said taking that break really helped me like I have like over 30 plus ideas down it is crazy absolutely crazy that's the only word I can describe it exactly because I think that we get to this point where, well, first of all, we feel this pressure of constantly putting out content, especially content that's unique and will differentiate us from our quote unquote competition or whatever you want to call it. Um, And so because we have all of this pressure and we're constantly working and we're constantly worrying, we end up burning ourselves out. And that's why I think that breaks are so necessary because burnout is the worst. Like, (laughs) let me tell you, burnout sucks so much. And like you said, like right now you're taking a break and you already have more than 30 ideas down which is amazing and that's exactly what happens when you take care of yourself and you let yourself have that rest time because I think that people like us who enjoy putting out content and being creative like sometimes we just need space for our brains to kind of refresh and create new ideas Um, and also I think that taking a break like I don't know about you but for me I I, for sure I do I have some um, self-comparison issues at times and it's not always bad and I think I've gotten a lot better at it Um, but 
you know, I'm human. Like I fall into that trap sometimes where I do compare my success or my appearance or whatever, my numbers to other people on social media. And so I think that when you do take a break, it also kind of grounds you and it takes you back to reality and makes you realize like social media isn't life. Like you don't need to constantly be worrying about all of that stuff because at the end of the day, social media is like, it's just it's a fake and there's also algorithms and there's just so many facts it's kind of like college admissions <laughs> it's like <laughs> you never really know why you got into a school or why you got rejected or like what happens when they're reviewing your application it's the same thing with social media it's like people who are doing amazing work and who have amazing content and a great pur- purpose for their content they don't have the same followers as like tiktok stars who got famous by like you know dancing know, <laughs> yeah dancing and like sometimes doing the whoa. like actual yeah doing the whoa that's it like <laughs> 500 videos of them just doing the whoa not even like real dancing and (laughs) And looking good yeah as long as you're attractive (laughs) yeah exactly I mean it's just it's such a weird space to be in but yeah I mean it it has its pros and cons just take care of yourself and I don't know just keep creating that's that's my advice (laughs) yeah no that's perfect I mean just Social media is really unexpected. Everything is unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe like one day you have like zero growth. The other day you're going viral, right? Mm -hmm. Like you never know what's going to happen. And so honestly, just like enjoy the moment and be proud of all that you've done. Um, And if you don't run a social media account, like for business purposes and if if it's just like a personal account and you find yourself comparing how you look and um the things you're doing to like influencers you know like you have to remind yourself like what Anastasia said like that isn't real life I know it feels like digital media is life you know especially now in the pandemic that is like our only way of social interaction But it's important to remind yourself and constantly remind yourself the things you see there have gone through a lot of processing, like even a model selfie, right? You can, you can see that it's gone through layers and layers of Photoshop. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. And I think that something that I struggled with a lot, um, and I still kind of did this year, I'm definitely growing out of it because of the different realizations that I've had and just the more I've learned about like the back end of social media it's like if you see a photo of I mean I'm just I'm speaking from a girl's perspective so I'm going to talk about like a girl on social media who perhaps has like your quote-unquote dream bod looks a certain way you like want to look like her right the thing is is that you never know what it took for her to get to that point she might have a really unhealthy way of eating or she might be working out nonstop. So she, she could be sick. She could be physically sick. And other times she also might have a celebrity trainer. Maybe she's not sick. Maybe she just has the financial resources to get that type of body or she has a nutritionist and she has a whole team working to make her look that way. Or she might have a photo editor, you know, Adobe yeah. Photoshop, you know, clean up a few blemishes here and there, like tighten the waist, whatever, like you've got the six pack model. And so you just never know what it took for that photo to be uploaded the way it is. And I think that I went, I personally went through an eating disorder for multiple years in middle school and high school and I'm finally in the recovery stage um and I remember just like comparing myself so much to those girls but when I got out of my eating disorder I realized like 
I looked back at photos of myself when I was younger and like I was I was I was skinny like I was never overweight and there were times when people even told me they were like oh my god you look so good or you did this but the thing is is that they never knew the darkness and how awful it was to have an eating disorder but on the outside I looked as if I was like fit or healthy and stuff right like I was an athlete I had my fitness tennis Instagram which is like a whole other story and all of that and so people had this image of me as this like healthy girl who just loves working out and that's why she looks the way she looks but in reality it was because of my eating disorder and all of these mental illnesses that I had at the time and so it's like I think that the problem with social media is that you never know the full context and that's why so many people end up jumping to all of these conclusions that are not necessarily like true and so you really need to like ask yourself when you see an image is it healthy or is it productive for me to compare myself to this person or is this serving me in any way and if the answer to that is no then keep scrolling acknowledge the person's attractiveness or don't or whatever but just keep scrolling like don't ever compare yourself to that person because it's like comparing apples to oranges Mm -hmm. yeah exactly that was incredibly well said um it's also it's just so true you know how people really don't have the full context to everything and it's not even just like physical appearances it is also like um you know your your personal achievements you know the the intangible things and that's also like super relevant in my life because growing up i've always been seen as like the more successful student you know i'm i'm someone who gets good grades and i participate a lot but in reality, I've gone through so many dark times, so much so that I really don't even want to talk about it till now because it's it's so like traumatic almost in a sense. Um, of course, I'm undiagnosed, but um, anyways, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, all um, good. I mean, we yeah. all go through it. It's fair. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just horrible. And, you know, pressuring yourself constantly to do good and to have so many accomplishments, it's it's not easy, you know, it's, it's not like I was born with this. Um, and certainly like, I'm really grateful that no one in my life has given me this pressure. Like I don't have tiger parents or anything like that. So, um, it, the fact that it all comes from myself makes it so much more terrifying because it's hard to change your own mindset. Um, and, mindset is like the most important thing like what you said earlier if you have good mental health like you're pretty much set to go to do whatever you want like you're a super human exactly yeah you're literally iron man iron woman or whatever (laughs) iron human you want to be yeah no i mean that's so true because yeah i could talk about mental health for hours (laughs) but um i mean what everything that you said is I'm I'm in 100% agreement with because I think that for me the biggest change was like my change in mindset and that's what really helped me get out of all of those dark places that I was in with anxiety and depression and my eating disorder it was just the shift of mindset and also I think it was this um, development of gratitude because I think that overall I've just become very grateful for everything in my life including all of the obstacles that I've had to face um, because they've shaped me into who I am today and I'm proud of the person that I am today sure I have areas that I would love to improve on and I'm still working on but every single person will forever be um 
continuously evolving. Like there's never an end point, you know? And I feel like everyone knows that, everyone hears it, but I don't think a lot of people truly accept it and kind of come to terms with it because I feel like people are always beating themselves up about not being in the place that they want to be at. But I look at it as still, dude, you like took steps that put you further than you were yesterday like you don't have to be at the end goal just yet like it's okay no one is really and it's already amazing enough that you are putting in the effort to improve yourself because I think that sometimes especially at this age um, because we're still so impressionable and we're like at this weird age where we're not independent but we want to be and like I don't know there's just a lot of transitions happening right and so I think that a lot of kids also haven't quite yet developed their self-worth like very very few people my therapist actually told me this that very few people have true self-worth because we're constantly so harsh so hard on ourselves and we also grow up in really tough situations like very few people grow up in the most ideal deal like family situations and so we experience a lot of like trauma in our childhood and we just in general humans go through a lot of different obstacles and so along the way we lose pieces of our self-worth and then because we have low self-worth we stop believing in ourselves and stop trying to improve ourselves Um, and we think that we're no longer in control of the way we think and how we feel but I think that the most empowering thing that a person can realize is that like you do have that power. You are you and that is your power. And you can you can do so many things in life if you just believe in yourself. I mean, obviously there are a bunch of other factors that go into it. Like you do have to put in the effort and do physical work and all of that. But like change is always possible any second of the day. I for sure believe in that. Yeah. And you don't have to make it a new year's resolution. Exactly. It can start, it can start right now. Like as you're listening to this episode, it can start right now at this moment. Yeah. And Make sure to celebrate small successes. Like that's so important. Be proud of the things that you've done and, you know, be proud of yourself for getting up in the morning. Be proud of yourself for, you know, eating, for brushing your teeth. Like those things, like even though it may seem small, it's it's huge. Like it's a huge success and it's a huge goal that, you know, someone else might be thinking like it's their final goal. You know, so um, I think it's just important to recognize that and honestly to just just to just feel proud of yourself. Yeah, because no one's asking you to brush your teeth. No one's asking you to wake up and get dressed like you do those things because you've been conditioned to do them your whole life. But if you really take a step back and think about it, you do so much in a day. Like even just going to school, you sit there and you work and you pay attention and you do all of these assignments and you show up every single day. And that's not an easy thing to do. Um, And I think that especially in the society that we live in, especially, well, we live in different geographic areas, but I don't know about you, but in my area, it for sure is very like academically competitive. And just in general, there's just a very competitive atmosphere among students. Um, And it can just be, it can be tough to remember that we weren't born to be like 
working 24 seven and not sleeping and constantly working on the next project and the next project and all of that. Like, that's not what humans are meant for. I mean, obviously it's amazing to have goals and I highly encourage that. I think that all people should aim for something, but I think it's also important to acknowledge that like at the end of the day, you're a human being that needs rest, that needs love, that needs nurturing and acceptance and gratitude and everything. So just give yourself those basic human needs too. And like, pat yourself on the back or hug yourself <laughs> um, for doing those small things because they're not they're not easy so yeah no exactly you got this you got yes. this we're proud yes. of you yes <laughs> if no one has told you yet melody and i are so what the heck did i just say <laughs> melody and i are super proud of you there we go yes we love you yes, thank you so much for you. listening this far yes. and you know um i hope this inspired you yeah i really hope so too i hope you guys cried out of inspiration <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> i hope no one's crying actually crying is a good tears. way to process yeah happy tears. yeah those are always good yeah yes express your emotions yeah no for sure actually yeah yeah <laughs> I, i'm a huge believer in that like yeah that, that's a whole other podcast episode <laughs> so yeah just remember you are valid mm -hmm. you are i yeah. i truly believe that that's why also like be kind to yourself and be kind to others like that's such a cliche thing to say but if you think about it very few people actually abide by that saying you know like not very many people they might be kind outwardly but to themselves for sure they're beating themselves up like every time think about maybe the past week like how many times have you internally thought oh i'm so stupid for that or oh that was so stupid or oh i look kind of bad or like all of that stuff and it might not seem that significant because it doesn't seem like oh it's not that bad of an insult or anything to myself but it really does add up in the end and it does shape your self-perception and so i think it's super important to kind of change it's again shift your mindset and change the way that you talk to yourself and you perceive yourself instead of saying like oh i'm so stupid for doing that just say oh that was silly of me moving on you know like mm -hmm. you're not stupid you're you're awesome yeah <laughs> so. you're human that, yeah. that, those are like human mistakes like yeah. it's okay it totally. like it really is okay like um, people often just say like it's okay like commonly like almost as if like it doesn't mean anything anymore and it becomes like like a cliche thing to say right but it's also important to remember that sometimes these cliches so-called cliches quote-unquote um, is actually like super meaningful like yeah it's it's so important to remember that like sometimes things really are okay and you just got to move on let it go and live your life you know mm -hmm. there's so there's so many more things you can do than worry about the past oh for sure and i think that that's something that i learned about i apologize i keep bringing back everything to no, no, <laughs> college no, applications okay. um but for me like i got my first rejection uh which was my only decision that i'd, I'd heard back so far and it was a rejection from like i guess what I would consider uh, my dream school to be like for the past few years I dreamed of going to the school and I got rejected from it and it was weird because like I mean I cried for several hours after that but then it kind of hit me that it was it was a weird sensation because I didn't feel as if my self-confidence dropped at all I didn't feel as if my life changed or was or I was a failure or that my future looked really bad now that I got rejected from this dream school it was like 
oh, okay, like, what's the next path for me then? You know, like moving on. And it was just, I think that it's super important to have this mindset where you don't get phased by little setbacks like that, even college admissions where, listen, it, it, trust me, if, if you, if your rebuttal to what I'm saying is, but my family is like, you know, we're immigrants, first generation, like I need to get to a really good college. Trust me, I'm also an immigrant. I come from Russia. Like my parents have never gone to an American university. Like my sister was the first to go to college in the States for my family and everything. Like I get it. I get the pressure for sure. But even my mom and I both started to agree after my rejection happened that like, this doesn't define our future, our success, our worth at all. It's literally an admission to like a physical place where sure you could get a good education but you can get a good education like at so many places and there are so many places out there for you and i think that if you truly do want to be successful in whatever field you choose to be successful in then the most important thing you can do is to keep going keep moving forward find a different path to get to where you want to be don't just give up because it didn't work out the way you expected it to like your future doesn't have to fail or suck or be awful just because you didn't it didn't go the way you expected it to because I had this like plan in my head of what my future would look like for years and then <clears throat> after opening a single letter my entire idea of my future changed but honestly it changed for the better because now I'm a lot more chill and I'm, I'm a lot more like easygoing and I'm like you know what I know deep down in my heart that I'm still a hard worker I'm committed I'm dedicated I'm ambitious and like I will get this done and I will get to the place that I want to be it might just that path just might look differently but it still will happen you know yeah exactly don't limit yourself to only one option yeah you have a whole world of resources for you there's so literally many things to do <laughs> yeah and so like um, it's always important to set goals for yourself, but it's also important to remember that, like, if you don't reach it, it's okay, right? It's yeah. there's, <laughs> it's okay. That's like the quote <laughs> of this episode. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um. But you know, there's there's always other things out there for you, and you just gotta explore, discover things, try out new things, be ambitious, and just go for it. You know. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's like you live and you learn, you try things, you fail things, you succeed at things, like whatever, just <laughs> keep moving. Like it's still life. And I think that as long as you don't attach happiness to tangible things, then it's so much easier to not be phased by like rejections or, or losses and all these setbacks and stuff, you know? Cause I think that overall I would consider myself a, like a generally happy, content person because I attach my happiness to just the joy of living life and being able to experience things rather than like productivity, how much I got accomplished, the things that the places I got into, the places what I didn't and all of that. And so when I kind of shifted my mindset regarding my happiness and the source of my happiness, that's when things really changed for me. So that's my little piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think like a lot of high schoolers are going through that. So I mm -hmm. think, I think, um, We'll definitely be able to relate to you yeah for sure yeah i think that's a good place to end this episode off on yeah Yay. so thank you so much that was honestly like such a great start to season two <laughs> yes no of course i had so much fun and i i really enjoyed our conversation topics today and again congratulations on season two that's thank really you. awesome <laughs> yes it does it takes a let me just say as as a fellow podcaster it takes work to get a full season done and start season two like 
I don't know, props to Melody. She's been doing a lot of <laughs> awesome things. Follow her on Instagram. Yeah. Like, I will be plugging her. Yeah, no, she's doing an amazing job. So, oh my God, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, yeah. Yeah. So, where can the listeners connect with you? All right. Well, why am I acting as if I have to think about all the accounts I run? I literally <laughs> run just one account. Um, but you guys can find me at This Is My Brave Teens on Instagram. I know it's a long name, but I guarantee it's worth it when you search it up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where you guys can find me at. And oh, in early 2021, uh, we don't have an exact launch date just yet, but I'm actually coming out with a mental health podcast with, my, with the nonprofit that I work with. Um, it's called The Brave Way. And so maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll be back for another episode. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to like, invite myself again, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so in a few months, you guys can check out the Brave Wave episode. I mean, podcast, the Brave Wave podcast. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. Go check out um, the Instagram and the podcast. Anastasia is amazing. Like Thank you. you've heard her here. She is absolutely amazing. Thank so you make so sure much. to go check out her stuff. Also, make sure to follow Study Break's Instagram at the Study Break Podcast, as well as tuning into your favorite podcast app. Follow Study Break and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Yay! Yeah, so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening and have an amazing day. Bye. Bye, everyone.